the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning. You're in the loop. Every week we talk with the people who make San Antonio a better place to live. Thanks for joining us in the loop. Here's your host, Milton Glick. And welcome to In the Loop. I'm Milton Glick. And I think by the time the show is through today, you will agree that today's show uh, with uh, organization Ember Hope is doing exactly that. It's making San Antonio a better place to live for a lot of different people. We'll talk about those different groups as we talk to Shalonda Porter, a recruiter and trainer for Ember Hope, uh, about the organization. Shalonda, how are you doing? I am blessed, Milton. How are you? I am doing just fine. Thank you for asking. Okay. So, um, you know, we had talked a little bit about this before. Um, you, you really are. Uh, there are two different people uh, that Ember Hope serves that, that we're making San Antonio a better place to live. Is that fair? I mean, it is the children that you serve, but also you're changing lives and improving them with those foster parents too, aren't you? Right. That is very true. We serve the children and our foster and adoptive parents. Yeah. So I'm putting the cart a little bit before the horse. Tell me a little, the mission of, of Ember Hope. Okay, so our mission here at Ember Hope Youthville is impacting the lives of children, youth, and families by offering innovative, trauma-sensitive programs rooted in faith to inspire positive change. Um, and our vision is just the leading the change for a healthy child, family, and community. And about uh, so, what what I've got the programs with, that I mentioned too, which was uh, well, what's, I'll ask you what kind of programs do you use to, to, uh, to achieve that mission? So we recruit, license, um, and support foster and adoptive homes in the San Antonio area. Um, we serve children from the ages of 0 through 21 with mild to severe emotional and behavior issues. Um, we also can license and serve children with primary medical needs, um, which is a child with medical need cannot live without mechanical support or the service of others. Um, we do foster, foster to adopt, and adopt only. Okay. And in our, I would yeah. just add that in our homes, um, we allow children to develop to their fullest potential in a comfortable and loving home environment. When folks go to your website, and I'll give it right now, it's emberhope.org, they're going to have two choices. One is for Kansas City, and one is for Texas, and that's all part of your history. Uh, But I think folks will uh, be very pleased to know, uh, what is the history of Ember Hope? Okay, so Ember Hope, you feel, is a nonprofit organization founded by the United Methodist Church in Newton, Kansas. Um, That's why you have that Kansas option on our website. Um, More than 100 years ago, um, in the 1920s, it started off with um, Kansas Methodist Home for Children, and then over the years, changed into Ember Hope Youthfield, and you know, just continuously helping children, teens, and families. And in 2013, Kansas saw the need for foster care in Texas, and they expanded here, which brings us here today. Um, 
So throughout all those years um, and opening and expanding to Texas, um, we believe that God continues to shape our vision and mission um, so that we can continue to do his work. Well, let's talk a little bit. I'll tell folks again, our guest today is Shalanda uh, Porter. She is a recruiter and trainer with Ember Hope. We're going to talk a little bit more about the organization. As we do, I gave you the website, emberhope.org. Let me give you the phone number, 210-238-6629. Because when you hear uh, Shalanda talk, um, I'm willing to bet there are some people out there, Shalanda, right now, uh, that your enthusiasm uh, and the way your approach with Ember Hope will make them want to at least learn more about the program and maybe uh, touch their heart and they'll want to be a foster parent. Uh, so I want to be able to, to give that number. What What is the need in San Antonio uh, right now for uh, for foster parents? How many children are in the system? That's a great question, Milton. And there is more than 28,000 children and teens in foster care in the foster care system in Texas. Um, you know, it's heartbreaking to even say that out loud, but um, that's why we're here. That's why um, Ember Hope, you feel, knew that they needed to expand in Texas, um, and we want to have a positive impact on these uh, children's lives and the health system towards a path of hope and healing. The need is definitely here. Can you give me a picture of you will, if you will, of these uh, of the children? This twenty-eight thousand, kind of, what have they been through? Um, where are they coming from to and, and getting in the program? Um, so, when a child enters in foster care, they are typically removed from their home, um, which that on its on its own is a very traumatic, um, and not even, you know, understand what had been going on in their lives before they were even removed. So when you think about a child that is, you know, has to go into foster care, you automatically think that, okay, they're, they're going to, they've had some traumatic experiences. Um, and a lot of them, you know, come into care with a lot of trauma, um, a lot of emotional disorders, um, behavior issues. Um, and that's why we try to support and train, um, do a comprehensive training on trauma-informed training for our foster and adoptive parents. So they're equipped with all the tools and education that they need to um, try to help the children heal while they're in care. And you mentioned this too, but it's, it's worth repeating. Um, the situation could be with a newborn and it could be all the way to 21. Do I have that right? You have that right. Ages 0 to 21. Okay, and again, you mentioned, um, and what percentage would you say are, are coming out of that traumatic experience, maybe coming into the program? Is it is it fifty percent? Is it twenty? Is it ninety nine? I, I just I'm curious. I, I mean, I'm going to say a hundred percent. Oh my um, gosh! Okay. Just because you have to think about, you know, a child who is removed from everything that they know. Um, whether we see it um, as good or bad, um, they're removed from a place that they call home. That right there is traumatic. Yeah. So, you know, they're coming in with a traumatic experience. Okay, so um, let's let's switch gears real quick and talk about the, uh, the, the families. Um, who's kind of, who's eligible to be a, a foster family uh, in with uh, uh, Amber Hope? 
foster adoptive parents can be single or married, um, but you must be 21 years of age. Um, you do need to be in good health and must be able to provide financially for your family. Um, you do not have to own a house, but you do have to um, have a place that you live. Um, and as long as it um, passes the state licensing requirements, that's definitely fine. Um, you would have to pass a background check for your security and safety of the children and the teens that are going to be placed in your home. Um, and so uh, there, there are those requirements. And then kind of what what well, we'll go through the process a little bit. Let's say there is somebody that's listening and is interested and in, in now be, learning more about becoming a foster parent. You've mentioned some of the criteria. Um, is there training they need to do? Do you provide that? Um, are you? Uh, I, I'm guessing that Ember Hope is kind of a support mechanism along the way, too, uh, because depending on where they are in the process, they may want a little bit of, of hand-holding. Yes, um, and, you know, those were basic, kind of basic requirements, but um, if we can backtrack, so the first step would be contacting us, um, whether it's online or at an event, um, and, you know, you receive that call from myself as the recruiter. Um, then I would guide you to actually complete a full application to be a foster parent. Um, going back to completing that background to make sure um, you know, you do pass and that you're eligible to become a foster adoptive parent. Um, if you are eligible, um, we will schedule a in-home visit at your home and go over orientation, go over a licensing checklist, of, just so you'll know what kind of documents that are going to be required that are going to be collected throughout the process. Um, and then you would be put into whatever cohort we have for our pre-service training. And our pre-service training are required hours um, that you would have to take before you can be licensed. Um, but we definitely try to engage, educate, and equip um, all the individuals to use their gifts as God calls them to help these families. So we are really big on supporting our families and really um, educating our families um, with trauma-informed care. I mean, we're there every step of the way. Um, so throughout that training, you also will have to complete a home study um, and then after that home study is um, completed, you know, your trainings are verified, your documents are verified. Um, we complete a final walkthrough. And once that is signed off, um, you will be considered a licensed foster parent or a verified adoptive parent. How soon after you're, you've been certified uh, to be a foster parent and, and approved, is will you get a call saying, um, hey, you're approved and you're ready for action. Uh, how, how how quickly is the turn? How how quick is the turnaround? Uh, just out of curiosity. You know, that, and I hear that. You know, I'm asked that question a lot, and it absolutely just depends. Um, you know, I've seen a foster parent get licensed and open, and the next day they wow. were able to get a place. You know, you know, I've seen it take a little longer. It, it really just depends. And do do um, people get to that are uh, and part of the process is that I don't know maybe maybe they're really interested in in, in fostering for uh, a a newborn uh, or maybe they're worried about the situation and don't want if it, if this was the traumatic situation they don't want that 
can they do they have any say in in kind of the 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 foster that that's assigned to them or uh that 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 you know that they might match with in terms of At, go ahead i understand exactly what you are absolutely um you our foster parents have a choice um you know you can set you know your per your preferences, but you definitely have a choice to decide if you thought if you think this child will be good into your home. Because we definitely want um, you to be able to help, but we don't want to completely, you know, change your whole life around. And we want to make sure that um, you have a say so. So yes, they do have an option and a choice. Um, and uh, so now the call comes. You've been you've been approved. The call comes. Um, and I'm guessing that for folks that are foster parents that are listening to this question and they know the answer already, but if you're new, you probably don't. You, so you say, yes, this is going to work. Let's, let's, let's start. Uh, but you're probably as a new foster parent, a little nervous. Uh, but, uh, is this Ember Hope by you? I mean, they trained you, but I'm guessing they also stand by you, uh, as you begin the process and actually begin to be foster, a foster. Yes, we are big on having a strong support system. Um, we all are a team, and our focus is on the children that come into our care. Um, and it can be very overwhelming. Um, it is not for everyone, and we understand that. So, um, and you know, a lot of times you do hear um, stories about foster parents who felt like they had lack of support. Um, you know, but here at Ember Hope, you feel we um, make that a priority to make sure we're supporting our families and giving them, implementing um, different things and tools and resources. We have a foster parent support group here within our organization that we meet monthly um, just to, you know, discuss what's going on, um, you know, to vent, to have sessions where, you know, we're being open with each other. Um, and that's important. It's important to have that support system and know that, hey, I chose an organization who cares about, you know, their foster parents. We do um, foster parent appreciation. Um, you know, even if it's just a simple thank you, we try to send emails um, about, you know, events, free events that go around in the community, um, training resources. Um, we are here for our people. Um and so it's parents helping new parents, it sounds like. Parents helping parents. Yes. Fair. Yes, everyone. You know, if, 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 say, we have a veteran foster parent, you know, um, who wants to help a new foster parent, we support that 100%. You know, somebody who's done it for years, being able to be a resource to a new foster parent who just um, becoming a foster parent for the first time, we promote that 100%. We'll talk, uh, I'll tell folks who we're talking to. Shalonda Porter is our guest today. She's a recruiter and trainer for Ember Hope, and you're learning all the stuff that they do. In just a little while, we'll talk a little bit about how you can become involved uh, because there are a number of different ways, some that might surprise you. Uh, but if you want more information, you can go to the website, Ember, E E M B E R Hope, H O P E dot org, emberhope.org, or you can call them at 210-238-6629, 210-238-6629, and uh, just find out more. And that's actually just probably the first step. I mean, we're giving a lot of information here, Shalanda, but I'm, I'm willing to bet that 
um, when people call for that first that first phone call, that they have tons of questions. So it's yes, it's that not, is that first step. That is the first step. Contacting us, whether it's late at night um, and you're just searching on Google, and you know you're like, you know, I've been thinking about being a foster parent. You know, look us up. Send us a message. Um, you've given them my number, rather it's a text message, and oh, wow. um, give us a call. I didn't even think about texting. That makes it easy. Yeah, oh, you definitely can. You can text, email, but it does definitely make it easy. Um, and you get one-on-one um, -on -one interaction. Um, you contacting us, um, you will get a live person. Um, you will have that personal experience, that one-on-one -on -one experience. Um, which I think is important for individuals who are wanting to take such a big step and answer such a big call to know that they have someone that's um, a real person that they can speak with and that's going to be there to help them throughout the process. Yeah, I'm willing to bet that, uh, yeah, that you have developed some strong relationships with the people that you've initiated the process with and now are part of the program um, when they uh, part of Ember Hope's program. Um, well, that's good. Hey, let's do this, too. I know one of the answers, and you already touched on it, but let's touch on it again, that that person who's thinking about calling in at 210-238-6629, I'll just sneak that number in one more time, um, they've probably got some preconceived notions which may not be correct. So as a recruiter, what's one of the biggest myths and maybe a couple more that you've got that are going through these people uh, that are interested the potential fosters uh, minds about becoming a foster parent? Um, good question again, Nelson. And um, some I did tap on earlier, but I will say it again. One of the myths is that you have to be married to be a foster parent. Um, and that's not true. You can be a single parent foster home. Um, a lot of people think that you have to be rich, and you do not have to be rich. You just have to be able to provide um, financially for your family. Um, a lot of times people think that they have to own um, a home to be a foster parent, and you do not have to own the home. You can rent it. You just have to make sure that you have a safe environment for the child. Okay, and then, um, yeah, and I, you address all those, which is great, uh, because I know in so many cases, um, some you, you get people that hesitate to call, and then um, other nonprofits I've talked to, uh, they get this all the time, which is, you know, I don't know why I didn't call sooner. I'm sorry I didn't call sooner, uh, because I, I've missed out on uh, years of, of being a, a foster parent because I didn't. Uh, so I'm guessing the first thing is just don't even think about it. If you've interested, call. Uh, and and learn more. Ask your questions. Is that, is that fair? That's very fair. I, I say that all the time. Yes, you never know until you ask. Um, so, you know, and there's no bad question. My job is to educate you on foster care and adopting, and our process is here at Ember Hope Field. So no question is a bad question. If you're thinking about it and it's in your heart, make that call, reach out. Um, go to our website, um, do an inquiry, send your information so that way we can contact you and answer those questions that you might have. Um, and nine, time, nine times out of ten, we'll give you a peace of mind. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Is there So as a recruiter and a trainer, uh, maybe this is the recruiting side more so, uh, are there challenges, and I'm just, I'm just winging this here, Shalanda, so pardon me, with children that are older, 
as compared to children that are younger or newborns, maybe it's easy to find them home. But for the for um, the older child that's maybe 12 or 13 or 14, uh, is it is it more challenging or is it just about the same? No, um, it is actually more challenging. It is a great need for foster and adoptive parents who are wanting to foster um, teenage, the older children, um, especially teenage boys. Um, so, so yes, that is definitely needed. Um, the older children, sometimes you have a lot of foster parents who want to do the young. So, and sibling, let me not forget about the sibling groups. Um, is the oh. need for foster and adoptive parents who are willing to take sibling groups so they are not um, broken up and put split up in um, different foster homes, but also those older teenagers, uh, <clears throat> um, and especially teenage males. What percentage of folks do you think finally um, say, you know what, we're ha- ha- we're going to adopt? We've we've fostered, and how long do they usually take before they decide that? Um, you know, it really just depends. Um, we do have a lot of families who, from the start, do foster to adopt because they, you know, they might kind of have it in their heart that they might want to adopt, um, but they're not sure, so they'll take the foster to adopt route. Um, and then I've had families who um, went in just to foster and then have, you know, fallen in love with the calling and the ministry and has decided, you know, I want to go ahead and adopt. So it really just depends. Um, it depends on, you know, the person's situation and what they feel like they are called to do. Okay, so you, you can know, not go ahead to adopt. You know, not everyone is, you know, some people are just called to foster. They just want to temporarily take care of a child. So it really just depends. And one of the things I know, too, um, we talked about it a little bit off the air, was uh, from the children's standpoint, too, you help with that transition. Uh, they they transition out of the program at 21. uh, They age out of it. But you help with that transition from, um, Ember Hope does, from being in a foster family to being independent, too. Is that right? Well, we definitely try to give resources um, to all of our children so they can support um, the older children who are transitioning out. Um, Definitely um, those resources because we want to make sure that, excuse me, when someone does, you know, pass that age of 21 that they're, you know, still put in a great place and within our homes before they get to that age that they're learning, you know, independent living skills. Um, so, our, you know, our foster parents can teach them, you know, where there is um, financial um, literacy, um, you know, a trade or any, you know, vocational skills. Those are things that we try to implement and give resources to our foster parents so that way they are implementing that, those skills um, to the children that are in their home. All right, I'll get, tell folks again, we're talking to Shalonda Porter. She's a recruiter and trainer for the organization Ember Hope. Uh, you can find them online at emberhope, E-M-B-E-R, hope, H-O-P-E dot org. Or you can call her. And this was a great offer. This this show airs uh, different times on different stations. So uh, if it sounds like if this is fair, uh, Shalanda, they can call 210-238-6629. And it doesn't matter when they're listening to the show. If it's... Uh, that, that that will get them in touch with hopefully someone. Uh, I'll ask you. They can call anytime. They can call the number that number anytime. It, um, and it's you know 
you know, answer, you can leave a message. But if I could give another number. Yes, please. Um, they can call this number 24-7, and it's um, 855-260-HOPE. Four six seven three. The hope is four six seven three. That's eight five five two six zero four six seven three. And I know that's on the website too. Uh, so that's emberhope.org. You can find that number as well. Um, Shalanda, talk to us about there are other ways people can participate too um, in the program, even if they're not fostering with Ember Hope. That is true. Um, there's so many different ways that you can get involved in our ministry. Um, whether your ministry is to be a foster adoptive parent or a rescue provider, which gives temporary care, um, babysitting, hospital sitting. Um, maybe your ministry is cooking and you want to prepare meals for our families and children. Um, we need volunteers, and um, your ministry might be to financially support Ember Hope You Feel through donations, um, school supplies, um, first night bags, uh, birthday presents, Christmas presents. Um, we also need, you know, individuals who are willing to pray for our, our ministry. Um, and just so you can support in so many different ways. Um, God has given each of us a spiritual gift to serve one another. Um, and you just need to know, you know, where it is that you want to serve. We want to do kingdom work with our foster families, volunteers, businesses, churches, and other foundations who want to help and inspire families through positive change. So that way we can build a brighter future together. Um, I'm going to let you get the last word, Shalanda. Uh, we just have about a minute left. Uh, like I said, I know there are people that are, are more interested now or, or whose heart has always been in this area to become a foster. Uh, take about 30 seconds and just talk to them and uh, tell them what to do. If you are listening and you know that it is on your heart and God has put it on your heart and God has given you the call to support Ember Hope You Feel um, in wherever capacity it might be, right now, go to the website, dial that number, um, answer that call. There are children who need your help. They need your support. Um, you know, we want to make and we want to make sure that our children are healing and that we're able to support them to the best of our ability. So if you've been thinking about it, um, do it. Do All it right. today. That, that call, reach out. That number, 210-238-6629 or 855-260-HOPE. That's 855-260-4673. And you can find this information at emberhope.org. Uh, Shalanda, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm Milton Glick, going to say goodbye for today, but join us next week as we keep you in the loop. Thanks for joining us in the loop. We look forward to bringing you next week's show with Milton Glick. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 